0: Hey there, this is Ben Currier, self-proclaimed world's number one failure. In this podcast, we'll learn about the hardest moments my guests faced and the failures they endured on their path towards making it. I hope you enjoy. Hey, it's Ben here. And in addition to this podcast, I also teach Microsoft Excel online. Visit excelexposure.com for more information and use the coupon code FAILURE for 20% off of the lifetime access to the course. Stay tuned after the episode for a little bit more information as to why it's so important to improve your Excel skills and unlock your inner Excel ninja. Thanks. Hey there, friends of Failure, and welcome to this week's episode of the Failure Guy podcast. I am here with Erica Weederlight. How are you doing there, Erica?
1: I'm so good. I'm so psyched. I can't wait to talk about all the things.
0: <laughs> Me neither. Before we get into uh, some of the some of the failures and some of the missteps you've taken, do you want to give a the listeners a humble brag, a shameless self-promotion, the shout from the rooftops, mountaintops, all the good things you've done so that when we deflate you in a little bit, you'll at least have been pumped up?
1: Yeah. So I'm like, bring me down, bring me down. (laughs) But yeah, um, I would love to. So I am a sexual empowerment and dating coach. And it's really for all humans that feel called to work with me. We work on confidence, dating others, yourself, feeling empowered.
0: I'm very excited. Sounds good. Before we get into talking about some of your hopefully hilarious. Yeah.
1: Like before you take me down.
0: (laughs) Uh, Missteps. I'm curious your number one piece of advice, is it going to be self-love? Is it got to start with yourself? I imagine.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I'm like, that's just cut through my whole brand. <laughs> I'm like, through my book, through my, I'm like, thank you for dissolving everything. <laughs> if
0: that works for anybody, I'm very surprised because it's hopefully much more difficult to get there.
1: Well, here's the thing too. Like we don't have to talk about it for too long, but like you know the deal. It's like, it, that's like a very hot topic right now. Like self-love, self, you know, self-trot, all the things. And I'm like, I'm thrilled this is becoming a more normal conversation, but people are like, what the hell do I do with this information? Like, I know I should love myself, but like, what does that mean? You know, like, how do I implement that? Yeah. So that's like part of my work. You know, I hear it on the podcast. You could read in the book. I work with my clients. Like, it's great that we understand this concept of self-love, but like, what does that mean day to day? You know? Cause it's like, Feels overwhelming, you know, so, but you kind of boiled my whole business model model down to uh, a keyword. So thank you. <laughs>
0: well, it can't be, it can't end there because to be a pleasure expert. No, it can't. can't just love yourself because that'll be just masturbation right. all the time, I imagine. So.
1: <laughs> Which is nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I celebrate all the people that want to go on that route, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, they'd start in the same place, right? I guess we'd all yeah. start with self-love And it, I am no expert in self-love. I know, I think you've struggled to get there. I don't know how much you are there and living there permanently.
1: Yes. I, you know, it's like, it's, it feels crazy. Like, I feel like I've lived 27 different lives because if you told me, it just even take high school me that I was doing this, I would have passed away because I was like, like, first of all, I've been like, excuse me, what is that job? But second of all, I would have been like, I was so, anxiety ridden I was so insecure so the fact that like I genuinely like myself um is kind of crazy so and that's why I do this work like I'm like I have done this I'm not just like throwing random stuff at people and being like this might work like I have actively done this work and that's why I'm so passionate about holding people through this work you know what I mean
0: yeah I love that you didn't say died you said passed away because it just sounded so passed away (laughs) I don't know, like you had no control of it, but also that it was just, it was from like a third party perspective.
1: It sure was. Yeah, I I passed, you know.
0: Because you're a different person, (laughs) I guess, right?
1: I felt like fully, fully.
0: So paint us a picture of the old one. Who's the, who's the, who? Oh, God. Who would have passed away?
1: I'm like sweating already. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh God, here we go. I'm like, and the balloons are about to deflate. Um, I'm like, and we're coming down. That person was like, I mean, the anxiety was fucking, oh, sorry. Am I allowed to?
0: You can swear. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Go for it. Uh,
1: Yeah. Okay. I was like, I just went, I was like,
0: (laughs) I mark them all (laughs) explicit, even if they're not. (laughs)
1: perfect because I was like I tried for the first like two minutes I was like I'm gonna be good and I just can't help myself so great so just so fucking insecure like it's it's it was just it makes me cringe I mean now it's like funny but like I'd make my friends like get my lunch you know I'd be like oh my god like no one could see me eat I can't like stand up in front of the class like just panic ridden you know like just so fucking uncomfortable in my body and i like could not concentrate in school like i mean first of all i hate it anyway but i wasn't like oh i could listen to this history. like i wasn't i probably actually would have liked it but because i was so like oh god oh god like uh, like oh uh, you know like is my hair like getting frizzy or is it like i was not there like i was not present
0: don't pick on me to read kind of thing
1: right well exactly but then i used my humor to, Because I was like, you know what I mean? So it got like a sticky, I used humor for so long as so many comedians, not that I'm saying I'm a famous comedian, but that's so many, <laughs> that's so many comedians yeah. do. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to use my humor.
0: Self-deprecation. That's totally. To
1: like I'm going to get to you before, I'm going to get to myself before you get to me.
0: That's what I did with number one failure. If I'm the world's number one failure, or I, I mean, I can't be talking down at you. I can't be possibly above you. Yep. You know, so I thought it would if my tone sucks and I, and I sound like I'm arrogant, at least there's no way they can think I'm, I'm talking down to them. I mean, they could, I guess still, but my point was to try to beat them to the punch Yes. with that. So I totally get it. Yeah. And, and was it a long, slow slog <laughs> to get from that to where you're at now? Oh,
1: it was like a joke. I'm like, wow, the universe fucking tortured me. Um, no, <laughs> but it, it was, it was a slog and it came out in different ways, you know, like middle school was one flavor high school was a different flavor college was a different flavor after college was a very different flavor you know but all same threads of self-hate and negative self-talk you know like all of those thread lines were in there even though the flavor kind of changed
0: it was neapolitan ice cream of of self-hate
1: fully but i wouldn't even give it that much love like yeah <laughs> 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 it was that bad throughout, you know, but different. Expired. Totally. There we are. Not
0: yeah. not frozen. Yeah. Melting everywhere.
1: No, not frozen. It was very rancid. It was rancid milk throughout.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's, let's start. I mean, what uh, are there memorable failures on your path towards uh, to being the the comfortable you that I see at the moment?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I The first one that I was thinking of, I wanted to talk about this because it was a perceived failure and it actually wasn't. And I wanted to, like, shed light on that was I, I guess I still do, um, have a learning disability. And I came from a very affluent, um, it's, like, fucking crazy, the stories. Like, we actually would walk into school and this I'm like, this is very fucked up. But we would walk into school every morning and they chant, we are number one. We are, n-. and I guess it was, like, as a way to, like hype us but i was like get me out of this hellhole but they'd be like we're
0: the teachers or the students or everybody oh
1: the principals the principal the teachers as we like marched into school they're like we're and it wasn't like good for you like i'm boosting it came from a place of we're number one we're number one but it was like we're number one because we had the best test scores like in the state,
0: they're chanting themselves. Yeah,
1: so it wasn't like good for you, like rock on, students. It was like fuck you, you better be number one. Like we better not slide. And so uh, I, like that's like a little dark. Um, and don't worry, I single handedly brought, probably brought that test score down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here we go. Um, they're
0: number two after you. No,
1: yeah, like thanks, <laughs> we Like we officially are number two. But it, it was from that place. So imagine that type of like, you need to be perfect very dystopia like that type of vibe and then oh my god having a learning disability you Mm -hmm. were the cursed child you know not for my parents they're like we don't care but like you were the cursed child
0: do you want to be more specific as to what it is or you don't have to yeah i'm
1: like what? it's like um an auditory process which is so funny because like i do this all of the time i have a fucking podcast i'm a voiceover actor so it's so i'm like how interesting is the thing that I apparently was shit at Yeah, is one of like my things, you know what I mean? Isn't that funny?
0: You're handy capable, Right. I think. Right.
1: Right. So it's like,
0: cause I've got ADHD and I still have it and I'm still easily distracted and I haven't mastered the game, but it seems like you've gotten past whatever the hell an auditory thing. What is the life experience of that? I don't even understand. I don't either. <laughs> like, so you, don't process things uh, that are said yes I
1: guess, I guess yeah and i think i have a little add like i have a little flavor of everything but i you like you know i had like i said i have a little add but the auditory processing they were they were really just it was a very how and i i have this like now i don't give a shit but like right after high school i had this like dream of like writing these teachers you know these letters and being like fuck you i <laughs> succeeded you know like you know like but But it's so funny because at the time, I mean, for years it was perceived as a failure and like something's wrong with you. And I mean, they were embarrassing. Like they would, it wasn't just like they would fucking rip you out of the class. They would teach, they would like treat you like an absolute idiot. Like, but I have to tell you, it was, it's my, it's made me who I am Mm -hmm. because like, it's made me be funny. It's made me stick up for myself. Like it's, So I thought this for years, it was my biggest failure and in actuality, it's made me who I am and it's pretty bad. And also that I was like, fuck that since I can't quote unquote do it, I'm not doing a corporate job. So it's actually, it actually gave me so many good things, but at the time I perceived it as just the worst failure.
0: It took me getting fired six times to say I'm done with corporate America and I still don't even know if I am done. So I'm happy that you- early on decided to screw that shit. I'm going my own direction. I'm trying to figure out if you're here, so you hear things, but it's how you translate it in your own mind. That's where the, the, the disability gets in the way. Is that right? It
1: is. And this is kind of very telling of my personality. I kind of was like, I don't give a shit. Like they were like, this is what you have. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't care. I
0: can't hear you.
1: Like, I was like, like yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, like, 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 I, like I, it's so funny. Cause now I think I'd be like, Oh, I want to like learn what this is and how I could be supported. But I was like, fuck this. Like, I don't care. You know, like I actually, cause I was so obsessed with not being defined by it. So I think now I think I'd be like, that's okay. Like, I think I'd have more understanding and forgiveness. I'd be like, okay, like, that's great. Like, how can I support myself? Like, I think I'd go approach it through a different lens where then I was like, fuck you. You're not going to like, I'm not going to be defined by this, you know, cause I was embarrassed because they treated it like an illness. So I was like, I'm, I don't want to know. You know what I mean?
0: Mental health is changed. I mean, the openness with which we are about mental health society wise has changed a lot. So now it's uh, yeah. maybe it's cool to be auditory processing or whatever. Maybe you get like a chanted year number one these days. I don't know. I hope so, because it was very much the pendulum was on the <laughs> yeah, other exactly. side to your point, um, <laughs> back in those days. Yes. But that sounds awful. So that didn't help with your self-confidence, I imagine.
1: Oh, it was putrid. And again, this was not only did the teacher, I mean, there were some good teachers, but the teachers and the staff like encouraged this. It also was a very competitive environment. You know, so a lot of the kids also were like, I want to go to Harvard. I want to go to Yale. And I'm like, hello. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I want to go to Starbucks after school. I was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't like, you know, at the time, again, I w- I'm a completely different human because they put me in a box and then I played into that box. You know what I mean? Like with the self-deprecating humor and with those things. So it was a very, very, very toxic environment.
0: Did you date at all in high school? No. Okay. Because you were Le- Yeah. A, a troll, a wretch in your own mind, uh, a, undateable.
1: Yeah. And in, yeah, and in actuality, I, I was like a little gem. You know, I'm like, what a cute little angel. I mean wasn't an angel for you know but you know what I mean like
0: sure yeah no I like that yeah
1: but I took a whole t- like I made a story that like oh my god I'm the worst you know like I made this whole story which it's funny it's obviously it bleeds into business now like you're stupid yeah. and you can't do that you know that shit as much you know it's still always a part of you you work on it but it always pops up
0: now imposter syndrome's huge with a lot of people. And if you're telling yourself this type of stuff at such an early age and all the time, it can be tough to show anybody a good side of you if you don't even think there is one.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because you feel fundamentally wrong.
0: So when did you start dating then?
1: Um, I guess, well, high school, but, you know, a bat of an eyelash, if you will. You know, like I wasn't like, gotcha. you yeah. know, so you held important. hands
0: at the roller <laughs> rink or something. Right
1: um no, okay. that's what yeah, my like, version yeah. is oh I'm like <laughs> i wouldn't say that innocent. i'm like if my parents don't hear this um yeah i would more of the
0: i was speaking from a fifth grade perspective Oh yeah i still like, remember well, <laughs> stephanie mcmahon we we went to whatever we would talk on the phone and we we held hands at the roller rink but
1: oh that's so pure
0: i know but i also went to an all guys catholic high school so i didn't have much dating ability in high school so i i and just like you they were very much full of themselves. So it was all about going to college and stuff but thankfully even though I have ADHD, I wasn't diagnosed till uh, in my 20s but I did really good in school. It was when I had to get a job that it was like what the hell is this?
1: Right. That's interesting. I
0: thought I did all the work. I thought I my my stepdad said you either play now and pay later or you pay now and play later. So after I paid and did all the good schooling, I was like am I supposed to play? Right. Now I got to go work. Forever, endlessly.
1: You're like, what? What is this? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to play, you know.
0: So I, you know, played in different ways. But my point is, it didn't give me a healthy relationship with with uh, who I should be, but also the lack of women in high school. Right. And college was a shit show in terms of like trying to figure out how dating works. So I, I at least like you, was super inexperienced um, going into college.
1: Right. And also, yeah, exactly. Like there was a whole Again, when you make a persona, you know what I mean? Like when you create a persona of I'm the funny one, I'm the this, like it's, that's toxic too. And that blood into college, you know what I mean? Like, so that persona was celebrated, but I'm like, this is not my full truth. You know what I mean? So it's, it's warped because you're only letting people see like 2% of you, if you will.
0: Yeah. And not a good 2%.
1: No, I'm like, oh, this is a persona. You know what I mean? So it's.
0: It's the watery part of skim milk.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, that's why I'm like, <laughs> and that's why now it's like people. It's interesting to re relate to people I haven't seen in years.
0: Oh yeah, because I mean, I don't even do that. I don't. I don't reach back into the past. You don't, I mean, uh Not hard. really. I mean, I don't even look go on Facebook really. But
1: wow.
0: I even like when I post my stuff there, I post it through another thing because I I hate it. I don't know. Something about it to me. I remember back in the day when you needed a college email and Facebook was cool. And then all of a sudden, all your family's there and you got to see all this. I can't keep up with all that. I can't care. I hear you. I can't even post. But I hear you. So you went to college. Yes. Did things improve there or did you just...
1: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It, and again, here's the thing. No one really knew I had a learning disability, so I felt free, mm-hmm. but I now had a shtick. you know, she's funny. She's outrageous. Like then there, so it was something, it was okay. We're letting go of the learning disability because it was as in college. It wasn't as a big deal. And also remember, or you don't know this, but I went to school for um, theater performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and I also was in a sorority. So as my friend's were you know in the sorority we're writing dissertation senior year I was taking a tap class you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> i never like i never had to the learning disability thing didn't really come up because it's like i wasn't taking tests i was singing for a grade you know or i was doing a monologue for a grade so that 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 kind of thing dissipated a little bit but then the new thing that was up was the shtick the shtick in the persona that i created and then that it's people, funny
0: yeah i would have hated being doing that, doing the what you had to do as a test, because I, you know, I would be book smart. I would not be the guy who'd get up. And I remember dropping a class just because they were going to film it and show us back ourselves. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm out of here. Because at that point, I was not comfortable being on camera, uh, being in front of people. So you doing your drama thing, to me, that sounds like a way scarier thing than the business school route, which is the way that I went. But I also it was in a fraternity. So I'm sure we both got a unhealthy relationship with alcohol yeah
1: just like dark thing (laughs) yes yeah like what happened there (laughs) okay and theater too you know theater people like party
0: yeah but sorority must have boosted your confidence right you're accepted
1: it did it did and here's the thing i felt like i finally was see there's this thing that my my friends and I say but we're like they give off mayor vibes so the mayor vibe is like they're like hello how are you and at that school I got to be the mayor you know what I mean like there was many mayors but like I had the theater people I had um you know if I dated someone in the fraternity I knew their fraternity like I was allowed to be in my true again like it became a persona a little bit but at least I was like they're not, they don't know I have a fucking learning disability. You know what I mean? Like I got to be. Yeah.
0: And you had multiple audiences to try it out with. It sounds like.
1: Oh, truly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was a small school. So you really get to be the mayor. You're like, how are you? How is this? You know, you got like this whole thing got to
0: mm-hmm.
1: have life, if you will.
0: So no pun intended. You got to play with yourself <laughs> and therefore get better at hopefully presenting yourself to the world.
1: Yes. And here you know what's. As a
0: mayor of sorts, I guess.
1: That's the mayor. Yeah, exactly. As a mayor. Yeah. And what's funny is that, like, so I, we did have some tests because, like, we had to take, you know, some classes. And um, I remember, I think freshman year, I mean, I bombed a class. Like, bombed. And normally it's, like, normal life, you're like, oh, that sucks, but here we go. But this was, like, a conservatory-type program. So if you fail this, like, you're kind of fucked. Like, it's, like, in succession. So I was like, oh, I failed this, like, whatever, here we go. And like the next year or the next semester, we're all sitting there and the teacher just was like, we're like, what are you doing in here? And I was like, I'm here for my class. And she's like, you fucking royally failed last year. And so it's funny because that failure, I was like, bitch, like, and it actually propelled me. Like I, I was supposed to take all these tests because this was more of a written class in, like a resource room, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck no. Like I was like, I'm taking it. And what's funny, you're gonna laugh at this is it was a music class. It was a musical theater class really. But part of the test is she did music from now to like 1920s and she'd play probably seven seconds of it. And within that seven seconds, we'd have to write the song, the composer, the year, and how funny, that's my fucking learning disability oh man and i was like bitch no but let me tell you so i failed royally
0: squatter's rights though squatter's rights you're in the classroom
1: i got an a i got an a and it's not just like oh i got an a ha ha like you don't understand people were thrilled if they got c's because i'm like you were
0: playing name that tune basically yes class? but it was
1: very hard it wasn't like it wasn't like we were like it wasn't it's not
0: easy on tv either so, i know.
1: Right, but it wasn't like Lizzo or Lady Gaga. This was like 1927, the jet. Ja- like I'm like boring shit that you yeah. heard two notes of. You know yeah, what I Scott
0: mean? Scott Joplin, ragtime.
1: Yeah, truly. no exa- Like not fun. You know, be like beep beep, and then you're like, okay, gotta like, <laughs> I have to write this down So, but it's interesting. That was a perceived failure. You know, like, and she fucking kicked me in front of the entire class. It was super embarrassing.
0: How long did it take you to to leave?
1: I was, well, I I was like, what? Like, I didn't get it. Like, she's like, you have to go. And so that was the first day of class. and I had to leave.
0: Two minutes, five minutes. What were you? Um, How how long are you in front of the class? Like looking like a jackass is really. Oh,
1: I mean, a solid view. And meanwhile, yeah, like I was like, okay, great. But I was like, let me tell you, this is, I was like, this shit's not happening again. I was like, I, and also this is a sidebar too, but like that failed, quote unquote failure. I couldn't get into the sorority. Meanwhile, I didn't know, but they're like, you can't, you have to have all good grades. Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. So I couldn't get into the sorority and I couldn't get into the plays or the musicals because you need a certain amount of growth. So it actually propelled me to be like, all right, bitches, I'm trying to get into the sorority and I'm trying to get, not that I got cast, but I'm trying to get into, at least have the opportunity to get into this play or this musical.
0: Yeah. You didn't know how important that other thing was. Truly. Well, yeah. So you buckled down. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: I guess yeah but it was it was from a place of like like not proving myself but I think for the first time I was like oh I'm not done like I'm a bad bitch you know what I mean Mm. and I think the sorority helped that too no I was already confident like I I already was like confident in a sense of like I know who I am but why the sorority helped is because theater I mean I literally would fucking tap like go out the night before and then jazz dance you know so But so that was not helping the academic confidence, but the sorority did because I was, I think I was like philanthropic chair or something. And it was like, you have to send the notes. You have to get this money organized. Like, and where I was like, like, I was like, how do I do that? So it taught me like, okay, this is scary. And I'm having a little bit of anxiety, but I can fucking do that. So the sorority actually provided me a space where I'm like, no, and no one was second guessing like, oh God here's weeder light, you know, but they're mm-hmm. like, they were like, yep. Okay. Yep. Like they just expected it. And so we're before remember in high, in high school, they were like, Oh, you can't do anything alone. But this was a space where they're like, listen, every Thursday, you got to send the notes every, what, you know? And so it felt like, I don't know. I felt trusted. So I was like, I'm going to do this thing. So that the sorority actually gave me like academic slash like business confidence, if you will.
0: Yeah. Um, you're reminding me, I was the, um, uh, I think it was called Fundraising Chair, but basically the same thing where we were working with some breast cancer um, society. I think it was called the Ellie Fund, but I had to do similar things. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but yep. let's go. Because I, I was really nerdy in high school and not at all uh, like comfortable in my own skin. Wasn't uh, didn't think I'd be good at parties, stuff like that. So the fraternity thing helped me in terms of like guaranteed entry into. Yes that lifestyle but it was like a crash course in it that i didn't uh wasn't prepared for you know right I,
1: well it sounds like gave you the social aspect
0: absolutely yeah but i yeah. but it uh, didn't help with the grades or anything you know to,
1: right yeah because <laughs> i was fair.
0: finally like oh uh, hey you know we i can finally fuck around like have some fun and do weird stuff because uh before i mean i don't think i got i don't think i had any alcohol till i was 18. But also just in high school, just didn't have many friends. So it was a core group of nerds that I was friends with. And then feeling like I was some modicum of cool just by default, you know, was a huge, huge upgrade in terms of like me looking at myself and being, giving myself any kind of credit from a social standpoint, you know?
1: That's great. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's that's an important part of Greek life, you know, like that can get, I think it could, I mean, it could be toxic, of course, but I could. Oh, yeah give people some of those outlets but for me it was like the academic yeah
0: i think uh, i have mixed feelings because i don't love frat guys and all that other stuff but it was a it was a great time and something i definitely needed in terms of self-confidence so what's give me the story what what happened next or at least where'd your dating journey where this whole uh sexual empowerment thing start when did you start even going down that path or am i jumping too far ahead
1: well, yeah, I'll bridge where I was. It's funny because, okay, so I did theater and I studied abroad for like a mini study abroad in Amsterdam. Ooh. And there were, it was, it was, yeah, but we'll just say, yeah, uh, we'll leave it at that. But <laughs> also I'm like, ah, uh-huh. um, but also there was a piece of it that w- we did um, Commedia dell'arte, which is like the masks and stuff. It's like very fit it was very fucking physically demanding. So we would wake up like it was I we had a lot of fun, but it was like hard. Like from morning to night it was like physically and I hated my body. Mm. So it was very fucking uncomfortable. Like I was in trigger city. And I remember the teacher, you know, and they're also European, you know, so they were like, well, is this girl okay? Like, she's fucking, <laughs> like, freaking out.
0: Yeah. And a so normal American, but just- uh, ex- Yeah, like, ex- oh,
1: God, like, this fucking one is really, we need, she needs all the help she can get. And so <laughs> I remember one time, like, someone, I don't even know how the fuck this happened, but, like, I guess it was a thing, like, oh, leader, light like, doesn't hug. And I was like, shh, like, don't tell people that. Because, like, because I knew, like, they would try to, like, press your buttons, yeah and so they were like okay weederlight like doesn't hug and so the teachers like whatever there was maybe 50 people in the class they all piled on top. i was like this is my personal hell but like they piled oh, on oh top geez. of me and they tried to break me out. so it's funny it was like that was not really this work but kind of in a way you know like slowly starting to but i just wanted to paint an example of now i'm teaching people how to love their bodies and then i couldn't even get a fucking hug like i was like
0: a non-consensual group hug
1: with like truly with so many sweaty people, I'm like I hate this.
0: Oh my god! The yeah, my hell. Each extra person adds sweat to the to the mix. I imagine.
1: Yeah, and I remember being like my shoulders to my ears. I was like, I'm not healing from this moment. I mean, I probably was in actuality, but I was like, I'm not healing from that. Like this is not yeah. healing for me.
0: It was too you much know? exposure therapy at once.
1: Yeah, it was like maybe like two hugs, and then but now it's funny. Now I'm like the biggest hugger in the land
0: oh that's awesome i thought they were going to individually have to hug you i didn't think it would be a mass hug that's a weird move
1: yeah I was like
0: maybe it's a okay. european thing
1: yeah it was too much it, i just stayed, it but that, that's an example of like where i was to where i am now
0: where'd you get the yeah i want to know the stories of you not hugging people that made someone have to say that you're a not hugger i know well, I'm like well, who
1: fucking ratted me out i'd love, love to talk to them
0: exactly like were you that obvious you were you stiff arming people
1: uh yeah well i actually know that i think about it, i was because they would always say be like oh she's giving but she's giving like not they weren't trying to be you know but they're like oh she's giving like head because i would literally put my <laughs> head into someone's like chest because i was like i don't want you to physically
0: a had but more than a hug
1: truly yeah so i'd like give them a head and they were like what the fuck are you doing and i'm like eh, "Like, I feel uncomfortable." So, so they were like, this girl needs help. Physical
0: touch is not your love language, is?
1: No, I think it is now.
0: Okay. I don't know how that works,
1: but I just was so uncomfortable in my skin.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you didn't think anybody else would want to be touching that skin.
1: Yeah. So I was like, "Eh." you know, like, that's why I was like, "Eh." not huggable. So it was like that level, not huggable. Right. Or like, I'm not perfect. Like I just took a class. I smelt, even though like. That's like not in my nature. I'm like Miss Perfume, but you know what I mean. Like I'm right. like I smell, yeah. and I I don't want to be touching it. Like there's all. The-
0: it was you based.
1: It was very me based. And not like get we the we hell out of
0: here, you? stranger.
1: Oh no no no. It's more
0: like you don't want any of this.
1: Exactly exactly. Like I made a whole tale in my head that was not true.
0: Did you wear Huggies growing up? It's <laughs> a fair I question. Know. I don't know why <laughs> we would know our own brand of diaper. I know. I'm so like we, I got to ask on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay but I
1: was yeah and I was a warm child too so this like I was a very touchy affectionate warm child like just like a mush so it's like it's sad because I mean now we're on the other side of it but like you mm-hmm. see and this is a sidebar but my mom always tells a story there was a girl that was having like a panic attack before like first grade or some shit and I like went to go hug her and I took her hand and I was like I'll protect you like I'll help you and the mom was a bitch but this is <laughs> she was like don't your daughter like don't we're not huggers like blah blah blah. so it's like
0: oh
1: like we're not huggers like don't hold don't have your daughter hold my like she could she's tough like she could get through this herself she doesn't need someone to help her get through it and so it's funny that that i was very much warm and affectionate and through i think different traumas if you will like Mm -hmm. being stupid not like that all these stories i think then i created a shell of myself
0: i'm surprised you got through amsterdam live because i've been there it's such a great time i don't know how you could not be fully distracted especially with that workload you were saying and i picture the classic comedy drama masks i don't know what the hell version of of acting you were talking about but is that what we mean or what yes do we mean?
1: it's like those masks exactly the ones that you're thinking of they're like those like leather masks and it's funny they said like they were very strict if they're like you know if we know you're high or hungover like you will be kicked out of the program and i have to know this like this was at the like this was the semester after I got into the sorority. So I was like, I thought it was fun that I was like hot mess city first year. Like, I'm like, I'm partying with the seniors. I'm a hot mess. Like this is part of my identity. And then I had that thing where the sorority people were like, we look at you as smart. Like they saw me differently. Mm. And so I could, if I showed up to that study abroad freshman year, I mean, fucking forget it. But I showed up from a place of, I just felt that class that woman embarrassed me. Um, I, you know, people are looking at me finally being like I'm a smart capable person. So it's funny because my friends were more partaking in activities and I was like, gotta go to sleep because I finally was seen like I can be do good things where I was mm-hmm. never seen like that before. So I actually, it's funny, I took advantage of that. Like, I'm going to bed early and I'm even though this is torture to go to this class every day, like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do my best because I finally was seen in a way where, like, you know, you you're not a piece of shit if you will yeah
0: isn't it amazing though but how you're seen by other people is such a huge part of what you then internalize as who you are versus yeah telling the world who you are kind of it's thing. so
1: crazy it's so interesting and it's really hard to like remold but i mean it's possible but it's it's challenging
0: especially depending on how loud those voices are and who they were and what you know what transpired but yeah it's it's tough to if you feel like you're a different person then you're being told by everybody else. You kind of cave at some point and go, well, they must be right. But you got through it. You got out of it. It seems.
1: Yes, totally. And that's why I'm like, I can help people because I'm like, listen, let me tell you, I've been through it. Like, I'm not just like, I read this book and now I'm going to, you know, regurgitate this information to you. I'm like, I have single handedly helped myself with this issue and I've helped other people. So that's why you know this work is very important to me.
0: So, you successfully over time started loving yourself. At what point did you start letting other people in?
1: Ooh, more recently, I would say.
0: Oh wow, was that long? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, friends and stuff. No, but I remember maybe. Se- uh, Covid makes me have a confused timeline, but maybe seven-ish years ago, five, seven years ago. I had a friend that was like, you don't let anyone in. And I was like, that's so interesting. Cause I, I'm not kidding. I have 4 million friends. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was do, I was killing it in the friend department. You know, like I have 4 million friends. Like, what are you talking about? But she's like, and, and to my experience, like, you just don't let anyone in. You don't tell anyone anything. But in my brain, I'm like, well, I tell my spiritual friend, like we process that together. But I saw that I'm like, Ooh, maybe I am like being a little avoidant and not like fully showing myself and all of that. So I like, you know, obviously had to actively work on that.
0: How'd you do that? I mean, I uh, (sighs) grew up in a family that we didn't share feelings. So I still don't know sometimes any, any suggestions.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a big part of my work, or I don't think it's a big part of my work, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, normalizing your emotions and having like containers to, Have your emotions. Also, do working with a coach. I mean, so often people are like, "Oh, I have a good support system," or, you know, like, "I'm okay." It's like, right, right, right. Like, that's great that you. I'm so thrilled you have a good support system. But you need someone, like, hi, to you and me. I'm holding space for you. You can get messy as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I'm holding you. You know, like, it's great that you have a lot of friends, but you kind of get lost. You know what I mean? Like, you need. I feel like we all need this work to, like, someone to hold us. Through all of the shit, if you will,
0: and an unguided support system is just a random smattering of support. It's not like it's directional,
1: and it's no—you don't have any tools. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's great that you could talk to people, but it's not like they're like you have a whole toolbox. You know what I mean? So that's why I really am. Everyone's like, "Who's your work for?" You know, like, "Who's your ideal client?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I kind of have that, but like this work is for fucking everyone." You know what I mean? Like everyone needs a space holder, a cheerleader, or someone by their side. You know, like you—we all need that.
0: Yeah. Was someone there for you? Who was that?
1: Oh my God. I had, had truly thousands of coaches. Oh, and perfect. yeah. <clears throat> yes. My bank account was like, what are you doing? But, but I've had truly, I mean, once I create started creating the business, it was like <clears throat> I haven't stopped hiring people and I won't stop hiring people because I'm constantly evolving, you know? So mm-hmm. I constantly want to put be putting myself into groups or one on one situations where I'm supported, you know, I'm never going to stop growing. So like personal wellness and mental health and all that stuff is like a big, I'm cool with that being a big part of my expenses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the more people you talk to, the more experiences you, you know, gather from the more insight you have and you, you know, can obviously, I'm sure like me, you are also like a self-improvement junkie in terms of trying to gobble up information, applying that to my life a whole different story but i can read all about it i can probably tell someone else what to do telling myself what to do it's a little bit harder you know because yes. i get to control what i actually do you know
1: yeah and that's the bridge which what is it what a coach is a good coach is supposed to do mm-hmm. is and especially with my work is like it's so concept like all we know what to do i mean not, we don't know everything we have a pretty good idea. And like a lot of this stuff is very conceptual, like self-love, taking care of myself, but it's like, how are you going to implement that? And that I think is the point of a good, I mean, there's lots of points, but that's one of the point of points of having a good coach as if yeah. they're like, Hey, like we're actually going to embody this shit. You know what I mean? Like we're actually going to live this opposed to just having it be in the brain and circling yeah. around us. I hate
0: the word accountability, but you need it. I mean, you need you someone who's going to hold you accountable because- for me, at least, it's easy to convince myself of not doing the thing or of spending the money I shouldn't or whatever. If it's only me I got to convince, very easy to convince myself. So I even yeah. sometimes uh, w- with spending too much money, like you're saying, on coaching or whatever, because I love doing that type of stuff, too. Um Sometimes I just wish there was someone who I had to justify what I was going to spend money on, too, because if I had to say it out loud, I probably would, would not spend it. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yeah, it's really so much, so many, well, I guess so many things come up when you talk to people. That's that's something too. Like with, I mean, that's not my strong suit, but with sales calls, you know, people have every excuse in the book and some of them are of course real, but a lot of it is just fucking fear. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. ah, like, okay, it's going to, it might come out and through, you know, the fear of money or this or that, but it's like, there's so many things that come up. It's just a, it's just underneath it is fear of like fuck you know like what am i signing up for and how will my life change and will my life change you know it's a lot of it's a loaded a loaded thing to like really commit to changing behaviors and stuff
0: yeah and your target market struggles with that so by definition (laughs) you're kind of (laughs) having to deal with that a lot i imagine
1: it totally totally to get them to even sign up and then in you know throughout the you know throughout it you know, I have to hold space for them throwing a fit. And I'm like, okay, yeah, throw a fit. I get you. You know what I mean? Cause they're like, ah, and I'm like, I, I get your, that you're triggered. So I have to hold them through all of their triggers.
0: And And is the entirety of your work getting them good with themselves to put themselves on the market? Or do you go beyond that towards dating advice as well? Like, where do you stop in terms of
1: I don't. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I usually, what I do well, is that like when
0: they stop, cause you. that's
1: overwhelming. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Cause that's overwhelming to be like, do you want to work with me for life? You know? Like, <laughs> no. Um. So what I do is I start with like six month increments because it's like, you know, it's like, you can't get really anything out of one session. So like with six months, we go in there, we really do the work. And if they're, you know, at the end of six months, if they're like, I need to like digest and take a break, I'm like, cool. Or if they're like, you know, I'm ready for this. Then we, keep it moving, keep it shaking, but everyone comes in with different set, sets of issues, you know, like maybe it's a sexual piece, maybe it's a confidence piece, maybe it's dating, you know, so everyone is kind of, you know, in a different place where, where they start and where they want to end.
0: Okay. You just reminded me, I wanted to ask you, is there any memorable dating blunders that that stick out in your in mind is either truly terrible dates or where you uh, had difficulty in terms of uh I don't know, showing your best self or even whatever, whatever it might be, uh, the dating world. Uh,
1: it's like, I'm like, again, deceased from this question because so many people that, so I have this podcast, right? If anyone mm-hmm. wants to listen to this, my shameless plug, go listen to it. Uh, it's Welcome to the Weeder Life. And <laughs> people are like, please do an episode on your bad dates. And I'm like, they're just, jo- I mean, I've had. Like, they're actually rancid. I also, now I don't, but for like eight years, I lived in New York City. So, like, the assortment of humans Mm -hmm. is just spectacular.
0: A wide variety there.
1: Yeah. So, I'm like, that's why, again, I can really usher people into this work. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, oh, you had a bad date. I hear you. Let me help you. Not like, I've never dated before. You know what I mean? Like, we got you. You know what I mean? Like, I got, I, I've seen it. We've been there. Like I've actually done it, you know, so
0: no, you're not getting out of the show. So I need to know a uh, really bad date.
1: Oh, I, I, there's so many there. there. I don't know. There's so many like there's I can't even Like can't even I'll say this. I'll boil it down to this. Many times people have come up to me, whether it be where whether venue at a restaurant, at a, um, a concert, whatever. And they'd be like, is that your boyfriend? And I'm like, oh no. And they're like, please don't let it be. He's horrible. <laughs> and like, these are strangers. Like I've had that experience happen more than once where they're like, is that your boyfriend? I'm like, oh no, no. It's like a second date or whatever. And they're like, run. And I'm like, well, Erica, why has that happened more than once? actually i'll tell you a crazy story i'll give you a crazy story that's not dating but just a crazy okay great hit me with so, it so great okay so i don't know what happened maybe it was all of the sexual energy and then this work you know i was just doing the work, whatever 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 and i had a week i'm not kidding we're like three people so do you ever heard of via it's like an uber share so it's like you share basically you share an uber with like six people if you will
0: okay i get it
1: Great. Yeah. You get the point. So <clears throat> I was doing vias and I'm not kidding. I had like three people physically run into the Uber and grab, try to grab me out of them or the via. So I'll give you a quick, quick example. One day we were dry. We went to a museum. I was feeling myself. I was like, yes, yes, yeah. And this is meanwhile, I just came off of, off of retreats and stuff. Like I'm feeling myself, all the things. And we're on the West side highway. It's like a highway and there's millions of red lights and all this stuff. And, um, The LOL, the ice cream man, was like, hello, hello. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just like, don't pay any attention. And very quickly, the ice cream man's intensity rose as we, yeah. So it went from just like him catcalling to eventually him whipping the VO with his towel (laughs) to him physically jumping out. No, it's crazy. Him jumping out of the van to kiss and make out with the window. And I was like, okay, okay, here we go. And I was like, all right, it's getting a little scary, but it's all good. The doors are locked. And then the man didn't lock the door, which is kind of, I'm like, don't doors lock automatically, but we'll never know how this happened. I was like, okay, we're at the next light. Like, don't look like, put your head up, like put your hand over your head. Like, just don't look. And the man physically opened the door and was squeezing me and trying to pull me out of the vehicle. was like, I love you so much. So I tell you this, I'm not fucking kidding. This happened three times in one week. So it happened with the ice cream man. And then it happened with two construction workers. And I'm well, like, what have, what did I, what spell did I put into the universe that th- this is happening?
0: I think he took the song too seriously. He screams, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. I think he, he, Stop, <laughs> he needed to make it happen. The construction like, workers I- <laughs> make sense. They're stereotypical. <laughs> The ice cream man. Oh my God. Did he have the song playing the whole time too?
1: No, that's why I was like, this is like, this is giving me, I don't like this feeling. (laughs) That's like, like he's jumping into the car. Yeah. So not much. Yeah.
0: If you see or hear an ice cream truck, do you get triggered?
1: I'm just like, you know, like, (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) That's crazy though. Is that, but that's like, that's a
0: good crazy. That's like being wanted crazy versus. (laughs) Because for the longest time it seemed like you felt unwanted, so you went to the whole flip side of you know, having I did. beat people off. No, that's that true, terrible, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> avoid beating people off,
1: right? So yeah, I didn't even put that together, but yes, <laughs> I was like, why does it sound terrible? And now I'm like, oh, oh, oh I got it. <laughs>
0: Okay. But that seems like a good switch. I mean, then you got to find a happy medium. I don't know what, uh, clearly right. the, men were the problem there. I don't know what you did. You didn't do anything, but men in general tend to be a problem.
1: But I was maybe putting a vibe down, you know?
0: I don't know. I mean, what vibe yeah. is that? That's, true. Get, out That's of your, true. get out of your myself. ice cream truck and,
1: right. and attack come, me? Yes. Come rip me out of this car. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm under how many times he's done that. Is that his move or is that you, were you the one? Well, don't Which, say I that
1: because now I feel special. So you can't, don't, you know. I,
0: I want it to be I, just you, but I don't also want it to be no, just you because he's it def- a yeah. psychopath. It
1: definitely and I want him to be
0: stopped. Times. I don't want him to be, you know, still driving around an ice cream truck. I feel like I he's know. a danger to society. We did call truck. the
1: cops, but they were like, what are we supposed to do with this? Yeah. Come on,
0: the ice cream man. No, yeah, like, we got, we we got more mean, important I things.
1: Right, we, he, we we need him. He's part of civilization. <laughs> like we can't arrest the ice cream man. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Yeah, no, he's
0: it. part of the ecosystem. We can't. Right, like we that. can't. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't even dates, but I love that. That I know, so, I know, I just, went <laughs> off tangent. I was like, sorry to
1: completely. But the, okay, I'll say that's the general vibe, if you will. Not like that it's intense, e- but just and, like
0: okay. A lot of times, people you shouldn't be with, strangers are telling yeah. you. And also you're getting latched onto by some of these folks
1: are just like odd ducks and like no shame, no judgment to them, but just like something, not like we, like I'm down for weird, but like, Hmm, yeah. something's I may be murder, you know, like something's a little bit. And that also is telling of like w- what I was, but like, again, no meanness to me, but like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: why was I attracting that? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know. You seem if like even, even duck. You seem like an <laughs> Indian yeah. duck, as far as I can tell.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It depends on the day. I don't but know yeah. <laughs> if
0: that's a good match with odd ducks. I'm not even sure where I'm going with it, but no. Listen, uh, I like it. <laughs> okay, so random question. had not yes. prepared it. How many dates do you think you've been on, or or Uh-oh. what's your what's your like dating experience? Because it seemed like you said for a long time you didn't let anybody in.
1: But still, okay. So didn't let anyone in,
0: and then the floodgates. <sighs>
1: Here's the tricky part. Didn't let anyone in, but I also was like, I have to. Because mm. I want this, and it's also, like, socially the norm. Gotcha. So, I here's the thing. Like, I still was dating, but I was badly behaved.
0: Gotcha. No, I've been- Yes. There.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was just like, ooh, you are messy. But it was- So, it wasn't zero to 60. It was always pretty consistent. I mean, the last- Towards the end, it was, you know, more a mass volume of people, but it was pretty consistent. <laughs> but I was just badly behaved. Like, oh, she's- a treat right, yeah, now, and putting you
0: know? on a performance. It seems
1: putting on a performance and just like, just, just both avoiding and being like, and then also like anxious. So it was like, oh god, like you're so confusing, you know.
0: Yeah, mixed signals to yourself.
1: Yes, and to the person, they're like, I'm very confused by you, and I'm like, okay, that's fair.
0: But they want to marry you, apparently. Drag you. Out yeah, of well, car. some
1: of them, I think, I was oh, so horribly behaved. Well, they're like, why I can are take men so much you?
0: worse? You don't hear the reverse that much you know you don't care about an ice cream woman dragging a man out of a car
1: you sure don't
0: i generally don't have a lot of faith in my gender unfortunately and i could be wrong maybe women are just as creepy but my experience in life is that men in general like i'm not happy to be i don't think i'm in a good group of people in terms of like you know yeah or just uh we got a lot of bad eggs bad apples right. you know yeah, okay, Not but that's doing a good us point. any favors
1: that's a good point though because that's actually part of my work like with the men that come in the door they're like fuck i feel for, especially during this time like i feel i want to be you know if they are dating women they're like i feel like i want to honor them during this like me too movement you know what i mean like during this me too timeline like and mm-hmm. i ah, you know so there are so many good guys that come through and they're like i hate how I'm associated so that's a big thing that I do work on with my men client like men clients like okay let's get you know so we already have so many labels on men like you're an asshole you suck you're a cheater you're that you know so it's like how can we decondition them and then also for women and also not you know our non-binary friends as well Mm -hmm. but for women that are dating men or men that are dating men it doesn't matter it's kind of irrelevant they're like yeah they're like you know men suck and men are that it's like I have to help them you can't fucking go on dates if you hate the people that's across the table from you so it's like a yeah,
0: you got to separate the bad from the. you good. have
1: to or else you're gonna or in, okay you get into a relationship and you're gonna think they're a cheater or you're gonna hate them or you're gonna think they're shady and sketchy you know so that's like a big part of my work too is like deconditioning and then also like actually trusting and finding evidence that people are good because then dating will be hellish
0: what's your opinion on open relationships
1: I'm cool with it if people are cool with it. Like, I am I have many clients that are poly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just cool with whatever as long as everybody's on board and no one's getting hurt.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like, and the whole thing about being in open relationships is having, like, you have to be fucking spectacular communication.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And, like, communicating, communicating period, but communicating your wants and needs. I don't, it's not necessarily my jam, but I hold space for people that or that is their jam. And I'm like, great. Like, let me, you know, I just had a client literally right before this, that is, you know, like in polyamorous relationships. And Mm -hmm. that was something we're working through. Like, she's like, I'm jealous and this and that. So it was like combing through all of the triggers that come with being in an open relationship.
0: Is there any type of, I guess it would be obvious. What kind of relationships you would advise against obviously codependency toxic anything uh resembling uh like a lack of uh reciprocity in terms of feelings but is there any general tips in terms of dating to to like notice warning signs early that things might not be uh what what they should be
1: yeah I would you know my friend and I played this game and we called it i don't know we guess we called it nothing but it was like
0: <laughs> that's a great name for it
1: voice saying yeah like yeah like we called it i'm like i don't think we ever sat down and named the game but um (laughs) but we did this thing where we were like okay let's call out the red." because historically in the past i would see i mean there were just the red flags were ablaze, and i was like anyway so the game was let me know let me note to you so i'm held accountable the red flags let me also note to you the green flags and so it was someone to like hold the space so she was like hey like let's just remember this or like oh let's remember this green flag so um I think that's a thing and I, if you don't have that person obviously you know you could hire if it's within your means hire a coach whatever whatever but I think something also is listening to your intuition because we know not that we know this is going to be our person or our persons but, but like you know if you have a weird gut feeling so I think like a big piece of this puzzle is trusting your intuition and trusting your gut
0: okay and then for someone who's in a relationship they don't really want to be in what would you say Uh, how because it seems like that would probably be a a lot of anxiety around figuring out how to exit
1: yeah they're yeah well first of all i would make sure that that's definitely what they want you know like is this like you know is this something that could be worked out or if it's like no it's just not a match or they're abusive like you know there's all different shades Mm -hmm. of this but um you know, I would help them safely exit the situation. Obviously, if someone abusive, that's a whole different, you know, conversation. Yeah. Right. But if it's someone, sometimes people are cool, like with, I actually, it's funny. I literally just did a breakup episode that released, I guess, today, actually, on my podcast. And it's about like, un- or excuse me, conscious uncoupling. So, like, how can and we? And
0: just so everyone knows, uh, yes. it'll be November 17th because there's no chance this is coming out uh, now. So,
1: uh, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're, everyone's like, what is today?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel free to go back and listen to that episode <laughs> of the podcast.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Which was,
0: uh, what was it?
1: Oh, my podcast. Yep. It's called Welcome to the Weeder Life.
0: Okay. W I E. W I D E R L I F E.
1: And I'm like I have to like look at it. I'm like like it's a keyboard. W i e d e r l i f e.
0: There we Perfect. go. Perfect. I'm gonna do yeah. a, a one that's in competition with you about marijuana, be the weeder life, and we'll see who can out SEO the other one.
1: Great. <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> can't wait for that competition.
0: <laughs> uh, no, we'll, I certainly wish you all the success. I don't know where you're at with that podcast. How 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 has it been going?
1: It's good. It's, I've had, when I first launched it, which was a few weeks ago, I'm having, I had a major fucking vulnerability hangover. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, because people would like literally from high school be like, I heard your podcast. I'm like, uh-huh. you know, like I'm, we're, I told you this before we hopped on, but like I did a radio show for years, but that was very not really, you know, it was like, this is a meditation. This isn't like, okay, like that. The, I mean, I just talked about, breakups and another guest i had was on like sexual erotic blueprints like i'm like oh i don't know if i'm dying for someone from high school to hear this but you know it's just at
0: least back then you didn't you know, even like yourself so whatever screw what they thought right
1: to, and now it's like i hear i like it's really testing like
0: it's you're really testing one the work
1: there. right right not, not it's like principles oh yeah yeah i get the jokes see this is where my auditory processing comes in i'm it's like okay. we, we've we've like, seen it yeah it
0: could be my jokes are terrible it's not necessarily no it's auditory disability.
1: processing. <laughs> i'm always like five minutes later i'm like haha that was hilarious <laughs> but yeah i am number one yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah it's weird putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and, and uh not knowing who's gonna listen or if anything's gonna help or even if what you said was too much because uh i i I mean, it depends on who the guest is. I don't have to necessarily step outside my comfort zone a lot. And also it's mostly about the guest. But you, I mean, based on what you're talking about, I mean, it's gotta be uh touchy subjects all the time, you know?
1: Yeah. And I for you know the deal. Like I'm in a room alone talking to a mic. What happened? Uh
0: I just like oh. that. I was touchy, like uh oh. <laughs> as in double entendre. I don't notice. I was saying this yesterday uh i don't know what a single entendre is i guess that's just a meaning of a word
1: oh i've never even thought of that
0: i don't know what an entendre is you know i don't know french enough i don't either yeah um, i'm like
1: should we we should google it one day i know yeah, i, I thought, thought, it thought about last about night that. i still
0: haven't looked it up so i don't think i'm gonna look it up anytime soon yeah. but um no. when you get two of them together it's way funnier
1: hey <laughs> it's true it's true no but it's it's yeah like you, I would say you know the deal like you're sitting alone in a room mm-hmm. recording this podcast so it's easy at the time to just vomit shit out and then for an example for a high school friend was like oh my god when you were talking about that story was that so and so and I was like
0: oh
1: uh, ooh, forgot I said that you know like so it's it, it's yeah it could bite you in the and not bite you in the ass but it's like oh shit yeah. I didn't realize my level of visibility well
0: you can get to edit yours I get to edit this one so you know Thankfully, I get to choose <laughs> whether, whether I don't think you said anything too bad that anyone would notice.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Except for if the ice cream man listens. But I, I mean, if he listened to my podcast, I think that would be the best listener I've had because it would be yeah. so unexpectedly uh, coincidental. And I would hope he'd reach out to me. Almost nobody reaches out to me. And by the way, since you're early on in your podcast journey, don't worry about metrics just worry about putting them out there because um for a long time, no one was listening to this. You're actually on the good side of it where some people will be listening to it, yes. but it, it, it can seem like you're talking to nobody for a while, which it's you kind true. of are, but you know, you never know where it's going to go. And I'm, I, I'm proud of you for doing that. Cause it's not easy. Thank you. So it's yours mostly interview format where you got.
1: It's mostly, to be yeah. honest, me talking about like topics. So like mm-hmm. breaking down top and again, you know, coaching, like we talked about is, can be an expense, you know, so I wanted to give people a free resource. So I'm talking about like, you know, go in for like an hour talking about like breakups, love, date, like give a big boom. And then I'll sprinkle guests here and there. So like this last week I had a, an erotic blueprint coach next week, I'm doing Tantra someone in a few weeks, I'm doing like energy and money, you know? So it's like, I am basically it's probably 75%. And then I'll sprinkle guests that I think are like ideal for the listeners.
0: That's awesome, though, because uh, I mean, while I can talk forever, I can't necessarily put together like useful information for that amount of time. So that's good. Good for you.
1: Thank you. I'm running out. But it's, sorry, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> what else do I talk about? <laughs> so it's getting to that point. But yeah.
0: Well, that's awesome, though. Um, have you had any failures so far in relation to the podcast?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Um, it's maybe more of like a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. is that I was like more bullshitting in the first three, not bullshitting, but I like wrote a a skeleton, if you will, and improv and riffed off of that. And that made me feel, I think, really vulnerable because I was like, oh, people are listening to that the most because it was the first three episodes and they probably are the worst. Where now I have a structure, like I still like to improv, but it's like a tighter flow. So like I will improv within that, but it, you know, it weaves in and out. And I'm like, fuck. So I think that, It's not a failure, but it definitely gives me a little bit of anxiety. Like it's a perfectionist piece. Do you know what I mean? So for sure. Yeah. Which Uh, I'm like, I have to surrender to that.
0: From what I've seen people, although people do go back to the beginning a lot, uh, like once I started getting listeners, they were mostly listening to the most recent ones. So hopefully that's the same way for you. And you'll feel like they're hearing the best,
1: highest quality version. Pump it out. I'm like let's get rid of those first three like let's pump out the new content you
0: know oh absolutely because uh, like I say uh, the reason why is because I can't really fake it so I don't say fake it till you make it I say fail it till you nail it and so you're yes. doing that, which is exactly what you should be doing now is there anything else on the topic of failure that you want to discuss before we get to the last couple of questions which are more forward-looking uh, future stuff
1: I think you know I was going to say my business, but we kind of touched on that, like fail, like failing in the first few years. But yeah, I think we kind of like, the cliff notes of that is like thinking I'm going into a business and it's going to be six, like a six in the beginning, thinking, you know, I mean, we're in this industry where everyone's like, I make six figure months and, you know, or whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. And so I think that was a real slap. Yeah. Like I just, you know, I just, I think that was a quote unquote failure. And I mean, I've had many, failure launches, you know, where I'm like, I'm going to come out of this with six figures or 10 clients. And it's like, crick- I mean, it was great. Cause it, I learned a lot, but it was for sure crickets.
0: Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of, if you build it, there will come kind of things that you think about and then, you got to like really get people to come. It's not like, right. Uh, well,
1: for, that's all so, I, I love. The best part is that boom, and it's all good, but like people that don't have businesses are like, if you build, it'll it come. I'm like, let me tell you something. I'm like, you have to hunt for those. Like, it's not necessarily the no. truth.
0: And anybody who's pitching get, get rich quick things are either usually scams of some sort or uh, just having to get ridiculously lucky. I I imagine right. because for most people, yeah, it's not easy. And, uh, and most from what I've seen, almost every truly successful person has had many failures that led up to that. You just don't usually hear about it. And that's kind of the point of this podcast is to like shine some light on some of that. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, as a guest on the show, you get a get out of fail free card which is just like the get out of jail free card. I don't know why I say it's just like it because it's nothing like it, but <laughs> it's a named like it uh, where you can use, I'm to pretend to give you a card. There's no card Thank in you hand. so much. All it. right. And so it's, uh, you can use this card to pursue a career, a hobby, a passion, a thing that you've avoided trying to do because of the amount of failure. If you had a get out of fail free card and you couldn't fail, is there something you'd use that for?
1: fuck so many things i guess i'll give you one you get one of them only i know you're like you're another
0: guest later you can get another one
1: (laughs) you're like listen to the instructions i'm like okay so one (laughs) two you're like no um god i'm torn because i'd say my business but eh, that's boring i'll say acting because i'm also an actress yeah what it's can you expand on that i
0: don't know And what yeah i've been an extra a background actor whatever you want to call it in a couple things but I don't it's fun uh, it was a lot of waiting around but yeah Yeah. um what what's your actress experience just real quick just so we know yeah the
1: cliff notes is voiceover actor state you know I'm in SAG-AFTRA actors equity so stage film tv you know the whole thing and It you have to and for so many years I was like I will do anything Mm. to have to have this work like I don't care like I will put everything on the line for this thing and recently it's been I mean I've thought that since I was eight years old so it's been a weird shift because I'm like I don't want to put everything on the line for this one thing so it's weird right because for how many years I was yeah so I if I knew I could still live my life Mm -hmm. and have success with it i would take that that'd be cool
0: yeah no i like that yeah answer especially because you've already failed a bunch at it or at least not i didn't mean to put words in your mouth i didn't really say you did that but my point was clearly if you want to use it for that that uh it hasn't been easy and i can only imagine how difficult it is to audition for things to i mean it's a literal rejection of yourself because it's not like it's (laughs) it's uh Whatever your resume, it's good. like we don't like you for this role, you know. It's like a very much it's got to hurt it, does, and bit. to
1: come so close to these huge things. And that's what I think that's what is relentless about it. It's like I think that's what's so relentless about it is like you fail, you fail, but you're so close, and mm-hmm. then you get a job. Like, so it's just a fucked, you know, relationship because it's like you fail, you fail, you're so so close, you got something, yes, and then we're back to stage one, you know. So it's yeah. like. It's just relentless. So I
0: super high percentage failure, like type of thing where you have to just,
1: right. Cause even if you get one job, it's like, Oh, that's sick. But we're restarting again, literally after the shoot is done, you know? So it's, it's a lot. So I think I would want like, I guess my free pass would be like having ease around that.
0: Okay. So what would you be in? What would you, what would you, all right, you got the, you're using the card. What movie are you in next?
1: Yes. So I, Oh, and this is what I get called in for all the time, as you could probably imagine. But I'm literally called in all the time for like, um, like comedies and shit.
0: But what do you want?
1: Oh,
0: I do you want, want to be my a own superhero. Do you want to be a, a? Oh fuck no. I hate those movies too. <laughs> yeah, uh, like not it. that you do, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm like so, a hard no. But a comedy.
1: A comedy, like I would want my own show, like my own like, Broad City modern family oh, I love type. Broad city. Yes, like that type of vibe. And then also in conjunction with that, since I get so famous, I also would like to have my own comedy special. Clearly. But I don't want to do the comedy scene of like, you know, I have to work because that's fucking ruthless. You want to skip it. I want to skip like going to the comedy cellar and I just want to have my Netflix special, you know?
0: Me too. I want to do the same thing. I don't even want to, I don't want there to be a reason, but all of a sudden I've just got a class material and I'm going for it rather than having to bomb, which is obviously uh, like required. For many years, it seems like, no matter what. Yeah. Ugh. So rude. Yeah, that's
1: oh. why I'm like, can we just skip over
0: that? Every five seconds, they're judging you by not Great. laughing. And you can it's hear rude. it. It's, frankly, it's crazy that we even have that as a, as a job. But it's awesome. And the people it who, is. who can do it, I'm, I love it. I mean, I, that's what I would use my card for. But it's too scary. I just have a Google Doc where I write down joke ideas. And oh. a lot of times it's not even uh, a joke. Last night I wrote down one about margaritas and licking the glass. I mean, we're doing COVID and I'm <laughs> licking glasses <laughs> to get the salt off. Like wh- where else do you lick a glass?
1: That's so, it's actually so true. <laughs>
0: Why would you do that? It's like s- such That's a weirdly hilarious. acceptable uh, yeah. thing, you know, but there's no joke. You're during yet. the pandemic.
1: Yeah. It's there. It's
0: there. <laughs> there's other ways to get salt on your tongue, you know? But well, we look the glass.
1: Um, I don't sure get is. it. And we
0: trust that it's <laughs> clean. Um, okay. And the next and last question before we just reiterate where people can find you is what's the thing you're going to fail at next?
1: Ooh, this is dark, but I was going to say my relationship.
0: Oh, not
1: in a, not in a, like, it's going to end because I have to not put that out there, but I have to, this is something I'm actively working on is like. It's not always going to be perfect, Erica, because I think I put a pressure on myself. Like you're a relationship coach, you're a dating coach, you know, so much, but like, you're not like fucking floating in the clouds, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like you're not. So I think I have to make room that like some days you're going to be overwhelmed and some days you're going to go to bed angry at each other or annoyed at each other.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming as a coach, you feel like you need to have the like relationship that like,
1: oh yeah. And I think so do pe- so do people that sign up. I mean, I don't think the person I'm with now does, but I think that that so often people do. Because they know you have put that, yeah. yeah, they're like, whoa, that means. And I'm like, ah, this is so much pressure. So, yeah, I think I have to be cool with failing at that
0: a little bit. Yeah. Whereas with me, they're I'm like, sorry. oh, world's number one failure. I don't know what I should expect here. <laughs> it's a way to go. I guess low expectations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then let's reiterate where people can find you just in case uh, they missed it the first time.
1: Cool. So, we'll do the speed through, which is Insta. Uh, do it which is slowly. Is in- oh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: I mean, it's the end of the episode. If they don't want to listen, they'll, they'll get out of here right now.
1: <laughs> I'm like, like I'm so used to. <laughs> yeah, they're like, bye. Okay, so... <laughs> I actually, for your listeners, have three specific ways to get in touch with me. Um, You can go ahead and stalk my Instagram. That's free, you know, and it's very non-invasive. And I guess I know you're probably like, what what is a sexual empowerment coach? You know, so I'm like, you know, we don't, we could have that space and you could do that at at we the light underscore LLC. I also have a free book. And again, you don't have to talk to me. You never have to speak to me in your life. I wanted to give you that type of thing as well. And that book is called From Perfectionist to Pleasure Expert. And you can get that at my website, which is www.wethelight.org. And my last one, if you're like, ooh, I want free things and I want to talk to this, you know, wild woman and hear about how I could feel confident and empowered and all the good things, like, let's hop on a call. So what I do is every month, as we talked about before, I'm like... A- <laughs> side hustle uh, podcaster. So so I my schedule is so crazy busy. So what I do is every month I open up just like literally a handful of spots and then I close them and they're totally free, totally complimentary. And I want people to feel like they have a place to like talk about this stuff, you know, and feel like safe and seen and like get tools and advice, literally totally free. They go in, they go out. And if they, you know, like what I'm putting down, of course we could talk about working together. If not, God bless. And you know now we're friends for life. So there's ways to get me um, oh and I also have a podcast they could stalk as well but I'm not trying to overwhelm everyone so just just stalk my website. There's lots of I give lots of free things because I want people to this is like a triggering topic, you know. So yeah. I want people to feel like there's different ways I can interact with you in a fa- in a way that feels safe. So just head to my website which is org. listen to the podcast, book a free call. Uh, none of the above, you know, whatever jams for you is cool with me.
0: And the book was from, from perfectionist to, I missed it.
1: Pleasure expert. Oh, right. (laughs) And it's cool. Much
0: better than the first half.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, come on second half, (laughs) Um, but it's cool because it's not just about like sexuality and sensuality. Like, sure. That's part of it, but it's also like living a pleasure life. Like I have joy in my life and I feel good in my body. Like that. I feel like everyone wants some of that. So definitely be sure to grab that free book. Um, and then the best thing, it looks like you're about to ask a question.
0: Yeah. You go to .org is what I was going to say, but keep going. I, yeah,
1: I, saw, I saw it inside of you. <laughs> I, I wanted .com, but it wasn't available at I the time. didn't know you could
0: just buy .orgs. I thought you had to be an org of some sort. I mean, like, uh, I thought there were some requirements.
1: Watch is, like, illegal that I, have, <laughs> that I have this website. I don't know. I
0: own, like, 60 or 70 domains. I don't even – maybe I just didn't try for .org because I, I lumped it with got, .gov or something, and I – who knows? I just thought you had to be. Yeah,
1: it sounds official, though, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're an org.
1: I'm an org. I'm an organization.
0: It doesn't sound like a good compliment to say to somebody, but but yeah, you're an org. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, but listen, I'll take it. It makes it makes it more fish. Um, and then the last thing is, um, which is again the thing that I would lightly not push, but like gently encourage people to sign up for because like. <laughs> I don't do this often. Like I said, I open the, open it up and I close it up 60 minutes free complimentary session. We talk about all the things like we talked about in this, like having someone to hold space for you, et cetera, et cetera. We'll do a baby session. And at the end, if we're matched to work together, we are, if we're not all good too. So, and that's at my website again, which is www.wethelight.org. I have to use my fingers for the W's.
0: <laughs> no, it's funny. as I didn't realize it until yesterday when I had to say it out loud I say HTTP double dot slash slash because when I was growing up, I didn't know it was a colon or whatever, and it, and since then, it's always been double dot. Even though
1: double dot,
0: no one would ever call a colon that.
1: I wouldn't even think to call it a colon though. So I I I went with you on the the double dot journey.
0: Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I but I was saying yesterday, I need. I'm getting to that age. I need a double dot onoscopy, You know.
1: Oh you sure
0: do that's scary in its own right that is well i appreciate you for being on the podcast i appreciate you being vulnerable sharing yourself being inside a crazy box that uh the listeners don't see but maybe we'll do something with the video (laughs) where they can um (laughs) but for those who are just listening you're in what looks to be an aztec tomb uh that's converted into (laughs) a uh podcasting box is that right
1: I'm crying it is an Aztec tomb you got it right it reminds (laughs)
0: me of Arrested Development with the uh, if you've seen it with the Aztec tomb which is like a magic trick that Job does at the beginning but it's got similar vibes it seems like uh, is it Aztec-y is it got a? yeah
1: now I need to go buy a new one
0: no, no, no. <laughs> and if you do, send me that one so I can have a, okay, a, great. A, something to do, <laughs> some more visual. Um, well, thanks again for being on here. And I can't wait to uh, have the listeners hear it. And I uh, definitely suggest they go listen to your podcast, even though I haven't. So I'm blindly suggesting it. But um, I, I have no doubt that it'll be uh, interesting, fun stuff. And I appreciate you um, taking the time and being a guest on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It was so fun.
0: Would you like to be more efficient, productive, and confident in your work at the office? Over 750 million people worldwide use Excel, yet it's still a misunderstood and frequently misused tool. That's why I created Excel Exposure, so you can work smarter and not harder. The Excel Essentials course gives you over 5 hours of in-depth video lessons, plus it comes along with my master workbook which has every function, shortcut, and all the examples to follow along. Investopedia actually included my course in their list of six best online Excel classes of 2021, saying it's best for visual learners. As someone who's an expert in failure, I can certainly teach you and your team how to avoid spreadsheet failures and create bulletproof Excel documents. Use the coupon code FAILURE for 20% off of the lifetime access price. Visit ExcelExposure.com for more information and also my existing award-winning free training. Thanks for joining me on the Failure Guy podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to tell somebody. And don't forget, always try to fail it till you nail it. Till next time.